Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we might not be super kid-friendly, but we're not going to curdle your milk or anything. The music in this series features No More Kings. Check them out at nomorekings.com or wherever you find music. It's time to stop the show. We got out of control. You know it's that's our gold and we're ready to roll. Traveling past, slink downstairs, but there's something waiting for us. We make a battle attack, we fight back to back. We're going to have to stack a little slash and hack. They keep on dissing me, but no dexterity. Wait until they hear the chorus. Sooner or later, Welcome to Roleplay Retcon, the podcast that remakes the movies that let you down. If this is your first episode, that's okay! Welcome! You can listen to any of our remakes in any order as long as you start with the first episode. And this is the first episode of our redo of The Adventures of Pluto Nash, which you do not have to watch to enjoy our remake, although sometimes people tell us that can enhance the experience. The core cast of Roleplay Retcon, the people who are always here, is me, Benjamin Gray, and my friend Jensi, and this other nerd, Alex, that no one cares about. Hey, Alex. And we always invite a new guest star for each series. And this time, we've got Kendrick Smith, a.k.a. Kendo. Hi. Hello. Hey, Kendo. Hi, Kendo. Oh, sorry. Kendo. I just, uh, hold on, let me climb through the window here. Yeah, get, yeah. get on in here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Come you. on. Uh, you, can, you can leave that... Oh, Sorry. it's okay. Come down. Sorry. You, can, you can leave that branch outside. Oh. That's an outside branch. Are there inside branches? I'll, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can put this back out. I'm sorry. Don't make I, him put away his cool stick. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. I'll, that uh, is a branch, though. That is not a stick. I'll find an indoor branch. We keep him in here. the indoor stick uh, menagerie. Oh, okay. I, I, you know what? I'll look for it later. I'll look for it later. Okay, we'll, we'll get you a good one. Okay, awesome. Hi, thanks. Have a seat, Kendo. <laughs> thank you. Oh, let me just pull up right here. Thank you for having yeah. me. I don't know why I, I immediately entered <laughs> to a bit and forced you all to do it with me. No, it's good. We love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, and. We have meshed. We have meshed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. For all of you out there listening, fun fact, we are in totally different places right now. That yeah. is a fun fact, Jensi. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> it wasn't that wasn't mundane at all. <laughs> That's not something that we do all the time. Look, the power of technology isn't mundane. We should not be taking for granted the magic of interconnectivity across who knows how many miles. I agree wholeheartedly. Lots though, lots of miles. Lots of miles. <laughs> so many miles on the earth. Ben, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? Here? By the way, I, Ben, uh, use he, him pronouns. I, Gen Z, use they, them pronouns. I, Alex, use he, him pronouns. I, Kendo, use they, he pronouns. Kendo is I, the GM. Gen Z. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I'm a Pisces. Oh, I, Ben, am an Aquarius. I, Kendo, am also a Pisces. Oh my god! Oh my god. Alex, Alex, Pisces reveal! Too. Reveal! Yo! Pisces yeah! pals! And listen, listen, yes! I, 
I'm not a Pisces by like a day. Oh. <laughs> You're, you're fringe. You're a I'm a cusper. I'm a cusper. I'm a cusper. You're a cusper. Kendo is the GM for the podcast Tales Yet Told. Yes. Uh, and also lots of other cool stuff. Um, we've listened to some of Tales Yet Told, and we like it a lot. Oh. But I still think it would be better coming from you if you told everyone about Tales Yet Told. If you would yet tell us about the Tales Yet Told. Yes, I can. T- I can. Uh, I can. I can tell. I can tell you a tale of tales yet told. Have you told us yet? Uh, not yet. Okay, I'm about to. I await with bated breath. Uh, tales yet told uh, is uh, my actual play podcast. It's a queer led uh, actual play podcast um, that is kind of an anthology series. Each season that we do is like a different story. Um, following a different group of characters, uh, playing in a different world, playing in a different uh, uh, system. We have two seasons out right now. Uh, Our first one being Strangers in the Woods, uh, which is like a uh, 80s sci-fi fantasy horror adventure that takes place in an over-the-garden-wall-esque forest world. Uh, which is super fun. It's like a lot of like weird genre mixing and like a lot, it's like, I don't know. It's a lot of cool things. Uh, it's a coming of age story. Uh, it's a coming out story. It's, uh, an intimate horror story. It's, uh, a story about cars through driving through hallways. Uh, it's about, uh, uh, children being turned into spiders and also other animals, various other animals, uh, um, yeah, and then uh, our second, um, uh, oh, we're playing Babes in the Wood. I don't know if I said that. Uh, no. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for Yeah, so for Strangers in the Wood, we played Babes in the Wood uh, by Adam Voss of World Champ Game Co. Uh, not the second edition. We're playing the first edition of Babes. Uh, well, we were. We'll see what we'll play for season two of Strangers mm-hmm. in the Wood. <gasps> uh, and then our second season uh, is Whispers in the Sea. Uh, which is our gay pirate uh, fantasy horror. I do a lot of horror on accident. Um, nice. Sometimes it's on purpose. A lot of the times it just kind of seeps in uh, like horror likes to do. So there's there's a little bit of horror in there, but it's mostly uh, fun fantasy pirate uh, 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 stuff going on. Fighting the Navy, fighting sea creatures, uh, getting treasure, finding comets, talking to ghosts, that sort of deal. I guess we also have our spinoff show, Prayers in the Static, which is like our specific like sci-fi uh, uh, show. Uh, it's a live stream instead of a podcast um, that I run with my uh, co-host and co-producer, uh, Ibrahim. Um, where we created a sci-fi setting playing a bunch of different one, sh- uh, not just one shots, but like, you know, short-term games uh, across a bunch of different systems with a bunch of different people on stream. And we're slowly putting together a setting out of it. Um, it's very, it's Gundam. <laughs> it's got, like I don't know nice. what else to say. It's don't be ashamed. Okay. Okay. Oh, tr- don't be ashamed. ashamed to talk about Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> okay Pluto Nash The Adventures of Pluto Nash It's a 2002 movie Starring Eddie Murphy 
We'll talk a little bit more about this in Rehash, which is the last episode of these big series. Um, this sort of a rap party thing where we really do deep dive into the movie. But I did want to get some surface level thoughts on Pluto Nash up top because we've got a bit of a split room on this one. <laughs> As we always do. Well, almost always, yes. I'm going to start with Kendo. So I watched The Adventures of Pluto Nash for the first time a couple of days ago in preparation for this. Um, I had never heard of the movie before. Uh, you all uh, uh, told me about it. Um, and so I watched the trailer and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well, we'll see how this is. And then I watched it and I love it. Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash... Maybe one of my favorite sci-fi movies I've watched. Wow. Wow. You two strike me as a person that's watched a lot. I can't. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm going through my brain now of the sci-fi movies I've watched. I've watched a decent amount, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. Adventures of Pluto Nash up there. Definitely top 10, if not top five. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Alex, how do you feel about following that up? no it's okay no it's okay you can say how you feel listen listen it wasn't for me like i didn't hate it there's 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 plenty of plenty of things uh to hate in in the cinema universe and pluto nash does not rank up there in that category i mostly just found it kind of dull and kind of uninspired and really lacking in like choreography. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I can maybe agree with that last one. I don't think the fight. Well, no, actually, no. I'm go- no, I'm disagreeing. Sorry. No, no never mind. There's I'm a there is the first gunfight that <laughs> oh is gosh. so bad. <laughs> it's not great. But like, like, honestly, I don't hate this movie. I think when you've been when you've been through the gauntlet like we have, like, nah, <laughs> this is yeah. You're like, did you call this a bad movie? Right? This is nothing. You got to work hard to <laughs> to make us feel like it's bad. It's also been like half a year since I watched it with Ben, and I remember very little from it, <laughs> apart from probably just the bad stuff that stuck out to me. I'm still trying to get over the fact that you called this movie uninspired. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you saw the scene. You saw the scene with the with the. <laughs> you saw the scene with the with the magnetic pool ball table, and you went, "That's boring." What? Hello. <laughs> when I say when I say uninspired, I probably just mean Eddie Murphy's performance. <sighs> was Eddie Murphy bringing his best to this movie? I don't think he was. I don't think so. I don't think he needed to, though. No, I think he was trying to skate by on his name alone. And, like, <laughs> Eddie Murphy's done a lot of great stuff. And I think he's done a lot better than this. Sometimes you just need a check. And I respect that. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I could use a check. <laughs> I could use a check. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the moon mail. Jinsey, tell us. Tell us what you feel. So, I mean, I thought there were some cool stuff in this movie... I thought the plot was fine. It wasn't convoluted. It wasn't, like, the plot itself wasn't boring. Big Rosario Dawson fan, so I was super excited to see her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pam Greer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, so excited. Um, but 
I thought that Eddie Murphy was a miscast. And I like Eddie Murphy. I really do. I think he's great. Prove it. But I think that, like, I, I can't <laughs> prove it. What do you want from me? You just have to take my word for it. <laughs> I do like him, though. But I think that the problem was is that this movie, like, expected us as as the audience to accept that that Eddie Murphy is, like, this super cool, suave, heartthrob, charismatic guy. And he might be, like, as a person, but we have already seen him in so many things that that is not the case, right? I think we already have, like, this image of Eddie Murphy as being, like, the funny guy. And, like... The really excitable, like, really high-energy guy. And to see him in this role, it just didn't do it for me. And I didn't feel like he and Rosario Dawson had any chemistry. And, like, that's kind of what the movie was banking on. And I just felt like that, hmm, it just didn't do it for me. And the fight scenes, I thought, were pretty bad. <laughs> they were really low energy and, like, <laughs> I just... When they were running, I was like, y'all could have edited this better because they're just kind of like lightly jogging. And <laughs> but I didn't hate it. I really didn't hate it. There was there was a lot of, of charm and there was a lot to appreciate in this movie, but I just didn't care for it. Despite this being the second Eddie Murphy-led movie we've done, I'm actually a huge Eddie Murphy fan. Prove it. Prove it. I've been watching. I actually do have proof. I've been watching oh. every SNL episode in order recently. I just got to when I was born. Um, and, like, when he shows up on SNL, you can tell he's a star. And he saved that show single-handedly. It would not exist. It would have been canceled in its, like, eighth year if Eddie Murphy wasn't on it. But, like, to me, this movie felt like what happens when nobody tells somebody in charge no. And I don't know if it's fair to say that it was Murphy, but it it feels like a vanity project gone wrong to me. Kendo, mm. please don't quit. <laughs> well, thank you all for having me. Uh, yeah. this is, oh, Kendo, no. it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. We hope to have you back again. What other movies do you like that we could just 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 hose take your, on? Take your branch with you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? I'll stay. I'll stay. I will stay at least for the, for the rest of this episode, and we'll see how I feel after. That's amazing <laughs> if I could get that much out of you. Um, <laughs> listen, okay, regardless, regardless of how we feel, though, it has like 5% of Rotten Tomatoes, and it lost like $145 million at the box office. So something went wrong. Now that, I will say, I do not agree with that at all. Like, the... There are just, like, way worse movies that got way better ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't agree with those scores. It's on Wikipedia's list of the top ten biggest box office flops of all time. Uh, so it, it, it's, it, is, it is kind of infamous for, for this, for, like, being a box office flop. So that's why we're doing it. Some of the best movies have been box office flops. Prove it. <laughs> prove it? I never get to, I never get to say that. Okay. All right. Let's no, see. you don't have to prove it. Uh, the, the top lifetime. Uh, no, not no, no, not the biggest ones. No, the, the flops. I need the flops. Box Give flops. them the flops. <laughs> Give me the flops. Give me the flops. I need the flops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Never seen this movie. Never seen that movie. Never seen that movie. Never seen that movie. <laughs> Kendo, your receipts are looking pretty weak, bud. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, number three. Turning red.
Oh my god, was that really that? How can you call it's it a flop? It was on streaming. It was on streaming, though. Yeah. How can you like? But that's why. That that's money? why because it, it, the money doesn't count towards box office. I do like Turning Red. Oh. Turning Red was one of was really good. Titan AE, come on! Oh my god, that movie's so good, though. Exactly. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what you Sinbad. Did it. You proved it. Sinbad, uh, Legend of the Seven Seas was a box office flop, and so is was... that the wait wait is that the animated one? Yeah, that's the animated one. That one's so good. Exactly. Are you sure that's not because there is a Sinbad live action Sinbad that's no, like no, no. known for being terrible? Okay, one. okay, all right. Because all right. both uh, both Sinbad and also um, what's it? Uh, 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 the DreamWorks um, Treasure Planet that was also a flop. Uh-huh. No, that's Disney. What? And well, I was wait, was that Disney? It's Disney. It was it was it's, a flop for them. Though, yes, it is Disney. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was partially a flop because Disney wanted it to be a flop. But that's a oh that's my a whole, god, that's a whole conspiracy theories. Oh. That's a whole different conversation. Um, that's all I'm saying. Sometimes a box office flop doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means either people didn't go to see it because something else came out around the same time that people would rather go see. The studio put it out, or the studio didn't uh, market it correctly, or you know, at all. Um, or people just have the wrong idea about what Mario is and what his whole deal is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we've all been on this side of the argument on, on every movie that we've done for this show. I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm pretty uh, consistently grumpy. We're, we're going to try anyway. We're going to try to see if we can improve it or make something else that's also good. Uh, and we do that. We remake our movies by playing role-playing and storytelling games. And this time we're playing Moonpunk, a game about fighting fascism on the moon. It was made by our friends at Wannabe Games, who also made the one-page RPG some assembly required for our remake of Small Soldiers. But they're most famous for being the creators of the Gatsby Game Jam that was featured on Polygon. I actually, I want to read the legal disclaimer from Moonpunk, the Moonpunk book, because I think it's great. It says, legal junk, legal junk. Alex has successfully sued a landlord and isn't afraid to do it again. Copyright 2020 Wannabe Games. This game is for entertainment purposes only, and no calls to violence should be inferred. Any resemblance to actual politics or politicians, living or dead, is entirely on purpose. You have our permission to print or share this book for your personal use. Housing and healthcare are human rights. Nice. So as you can see, Wannabe Games' mission is to make explicitly political games... In a sphere where there are often ignorant calls to be apolitical in gaming. What's more punk rock than politics? There's not really any such thing as not being political in storytelling. All art is political. Literally anything. Take an art class, people. Take media, Take a media literacy class. Learn how art is political because everything uh, is uh, filtered through uh, your perception of the rea- of reality and anything you are saying in your art is uh, a reflection of something you believe, something you see in the world, uh, and you are just telling people how you feel about it based on how you frame it. And guess what? That's politics. That's politics, baby. That's politics, baby. But political stories do not have to be dry and stuffy and entirely serious, so don't worry. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope. I thought that was going to be the case with Pixels and ended up being a little bleak. So I'm going to really try not to do that again this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is going to stress me out. No, it's okay. I'm going to use all of that energy into my punk rock. I don't want to make you cry again. (laughs) That was Alex. (laughs) (laughs) 
Moonpunk is a powered by the apocalypse game, which means it uses an engine slash school of design from a game called Apocalypse World by Vincent and Meg Baker. This is technically our first Powered by the Apocalypse game, although Cowboy World, which we used for the Dark Tower, definitely took some inspiration from it. In, in Powered by the Apocalypse games, uh, everything you do falls under a move. There are nine moves everyone uses, and then you'll have some special moves unique to your playbook, which is sort of like a character class, and we'll get to those in a minute. But the nine basic moves are read the room, which is when you enter a new situation to gather information about the people and environment. Use tech when you're utilizing, fixing, or understanding technology or gadgetry of any form. Act casual to hide your actions or finesse an obstacle, especially for illicit activity. Think fast when a situation needs fast action, feats of skill, or any instinctive reaction. Throw down to damage anything which could potentially cause harm to you. Protect someone when someone is about to take harm or is in danger and you act to defend them. Help out to assist another punk when they are attempting any of the basic moves. Influence someone to help you in an unequal exchange. And maybe the... Most iconic move in the Moonpunk's playbook is Tan Stuffle, which is an acronym for There Ain't No Such Thing as a Free Lunch. It's very clever because it's from uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein. Tan Stoffel is used to make commitments to others with a social obligation to pay back in kind. Yeah, you've got that influence someone move, but for the most part in this game, people are going to want something in return if you want them to do you a favor. That's why my character is going to be carrying around a bag of sandwiches. Ooh, what, kind, nice, what, kind of sam- what kind of sandwiches? Moon sandwiches. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone get your two D6s out. Oh, Lord, I didn't do oh. that. Oh. You don't actually have to do that. But that's what you're going to use the entire time. Well, then why did you say <laughs> it, Ben? <laughs> I, you just gave us all you, the anxiety. We all got a fright. Ben, I packed everything. It was just how I had it written in my notes, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give us a warning next time, bud. But most of the times when you do a move, you're going to roll those dice and add ratings and tags, which will give you a little boost to your result. Tags are just like special conditions, like things happening in the environment or maybe how you're dressed or something. And like weapons will have tags and stuff like that. And that affects the outcome of a roll. It's just plus one or minus one either way, however the tag is applied. Uh, and sometimes a tag can be either one. It just matters in the moment. Uh, the book uses the example uh, of a bloody nose, which, like, sometimes a bloody nose could be intimidating and you someone will, like, not want to mess with you and you can get past someone. Or sometimes a bloody nose can make you stick out and make people not want to do stuff for you because you look a little scary. So that'll be kind of up to me to interpret how that tag is actually benefiting you or harming you. Sometimes they're pre-established, sometimes they're made up on the spot, and you'll make a case for it being beneficial to your role. Maybe I'll agree, or maybe I won't. Tags are either ongoing, which means it applies until it's reasonable for it not to apply, or forward, which means it applies on your next role. And you'll only ever invoke one tag per role. Whenever you roll, you'll also add a rating that pertains to one of four stats your character has. Bones, smarts, cool, and presence. And then the outcome tells you how well you did. Uh, One to six is a failure. The good news for a failure is that you get an experience point. The bad news is that the authority, that's me, takes a hard move, which just means I get to make something happen to make your life harder. And I think, 
I think Apocalypse World mechanized that and gave it a name so that you can't be banned at me. I just got to do it because yes, the, huh? the game says I have to do it. I, I, it's part of the I can't say no. Ben, you can't tell me I can't be mad at you. You can't tell me how to feel. You can't police my feelings. You don't have that kind of authority. I'm sorry. I'm already getting worked up over this. See, this is what you've done, Ben. Seven to nine is a partial success. You succeed, but not exactly as planned. And 10 plus is success. You do exactly what you set out to do. Some playbook moves let you take a 10. And that just means the result is calculated as if you roll that number. Moonpunk isn't real heavy on combat. But there is a harm system that goes from zero to seven, where seven is like, you're going to die soon if something doesn't fix it fast. And you can also get armor and weapons that do like various degrees of harm or protection. And um, you apply some tags to it. Like uh, a tag will tell you like how dangerous weapon is and how, how like how it looks, like if it's conspicuous or not. There's also a special move that's unique to Moonpunk called high tech. And it's for like, Stuff that's more of a big deal than just, like, using a computer or something. This is, like, you want to build a mech suit. Mm. And it has, like, several phases that have roles to see how successful you are. Uh, and so I'm really hoping we get to use that at least once. Right. Fun part. Fun part. Let's talk about some characters. So Kendo, Alex, and Jinsey have picked playbooks for their characters. Essentially, they have like character archetypes that have their own special moves. Yeah, we did. Should we start with our eponymous character? Which which one of us is that? It means the same thing as titular. Ben, that's rude. Yeah. Do they just bully you here? Is that what the show is? is <laughs> this is what the show is, Kendo. We, we, we bully Ben relentlessly. Understood. I'm trying to figure out whose side I should be on for this. Wow. Wow. Because I do feel... I Look, look, Ben, I do feel bad for you, but I also... I want them to like me. So he, if you want to fit in, Kendo, you better I start. I fit in with the cool kids. <laughs> Do you want to get bullied too, Kenda? <laughs> wow! I don't want to get bullied. I don't want to wow. get bullied. I, I already, I already, already made myself look bad when I came in through the window with the brute with the outside brute. I don't know that that was, no, that was oh, cool. yeah that, that was, was kind of cool. kick ass and, actually. Jency, all fun aside, that was a threat you just leveled. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, okay. You're supposed I to be the I... nice one, Jensi. I am. Am I? But yeah, so Kendo <laughs> is going to play Pluto Nash. Yes, I am Pluto Nash. Tell us about your like playbook and just tell us about Pluto Nash. Yeah. Um. So I am playing the pilot. So uh, as the pilot, who is uh, essentially just like you know, there. I feel like the name for this one just kind of it, it's on the can. It's on the can. Just read it and you know what it is. Um, I get a call sign. Um, I also get a ship. Uh, you choose a personal call sign. Share it with the authority and your crew if you're not embarrassed. Uh, this call sign can be invoked like a tag. I haven't chosen the call sign. I'm going to be honest. I can't wait for you to surprise us with what it really is. Is it not going to be Pluto <laughs> Nash? No, that's not a call. That's just my name. That's a weird name. That's just my name. And? 
Just saying. This is the name. future. This is the future. People, look, if you ever go and listen to my things, specifically any mm-hmm. of my sci-fi stuff, uh, I take the Friends by the Table naming convention, which is also kind of the Gundam naming convention. You just throw words together. I'm playing a character called Hassium Calcium, which are two things off of the periodic table. Uh, you can't be a pilot without a ship. Uh, give it a name. It doesn't have a name yet. Uh, choose <laughs> two assets and, and one liability. These assets and liabilities can be invoked like tags. This I did choose. Uh, smuggler's cash, because, you know, I was a smuggler. Um, yep. And <laughs> I chose AI autopilot. Nice. Um, I'm imagining kind of like a British butler kind of deal, you know, a little British driving, nice. driving, driving man. Get get them vocals ready, Ben. Your your accent has been called out for the AI autopilot. I'm imagining I stole this ship, you know. Uh, <laughs> if any of you, I mean, I am just does it, this does is it just sound anything the, like John Cleese. Well, you know, now that you say it. <laughs> Now that it's been said out loud. What a stretch for John Cleese to be like a low-key racist, right? (laughs) Hello? Wait, Am I learning a thing? Oh, John Cleese is a monster. Oh. What? No, he's not, Ben. He is a little bit. (laughs) Is he? He was a big proprietor of Brexit, if I remember. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's pretty openly racist. (laughs) What? I had no idea. Well, it can sound like John Cleese, but not racist. <laughs> um, you know what? Now that you say it, it puts that whole scene in a very different way. I know. That's Dude, what I'm saying. I am so unhappy right now. Listen, there's this, there's this old uh, like Muppet show bit where he like refuses to work <laughs> with pigs because he like doesn't like pigs, and I'm like, wow, hmm. I can't. The, what? Yeah, oh. that's not that's not evidence of immigration. It just hits different. But that, like, is that a real thing? That that's that's a real like John Cleese thing, not like in character thing. Oh no, it was in character. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was like yeah, a that, bit. That's just... that sounds like a bit. Well, it was, but it hits different because he's it does hit racist. Different. It it does it hit it hits different it hits different. And compare like the scene in Pluto Naps where John Cleese <laughs> is like talking down to them like criminals. <laughs> oh feels my a God. little different. Yeah. Feels a little yeah. different now that I know. A little it. different. Can maybe we can pick a better British guy? Yeah, let's pick a better. What's a better British person? Michael Sheen. I don't think he's British. Yeah. Who's that? Yes, really? he is. He, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh thinking he of is. a different scene. <laughs> You're thinking of Martin. Yes, I was. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, he is not British. That is <laughs> specific. Right. Can he be Martin? I do, Sheen? God, I do like Michael Sheen though, but I sort of don't want to blow Michael Sheen on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who would be a? Good we don't have to. Hey, we don't have yeah, to. We, uh, can, we can figure it out later. We usually cast and rehash anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, that's so. fair. That's fair. Um, We're just giving you accent ideas. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, so British, uh, br- yeah, British AI autopilot, um, and then the the, the one liability uh, that I chose uh, was uh, unrecognizable. Oh, sorry, the opposite of that, recognizable. Giant penis. Giant. It's just a big dick. Dry, just a driving, big space penis yeah. driving through the moon, driving around the moon. Near the moon. All the way through All it. the way through the moon. 
penetrating. The I'm moon. gonna piss on the, the moon. holes of the moon. The holes, the craters. <laughs> the, oh, no, no, what have we done? What did they call it? No, they called it rimming, or they called it. <laughs> what did they call it? You all watched the movie, right? They called them. Yeah. What did they call them? Oh yeah. Yeah, the the word they're, rim was definitely there. They're called and like I, rim runners or something. And and I was like, how yeah. did they not call it a rim job? Like when <laughs> <Bleh>. <laughs> Well, the joke was right there. They didn't make it. I they just didn't they make it. Which is in which is crazy for this movie to not try to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think they were called rim runners. I can't it was Rim Runners like sounds that. right. Something like that. Um mm. so Pluto Nash's ship, the rim job. Uh, and then I got to choose three pilot moves uh, that are specific to my playbook. Uh, and the three that I chose uh, was, uh, here's a cool trick. Even when you don't know what you're doing, you still know what you're doing. You may roll plus cool when rolling to use tech. Noise. Um, which is good because my smarts are bad. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um and sorry, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, everything's fine here. How are you? Uh, when you fail a plus presence <laughs> roll, you can dictate one thing that does not happen. Oh, cool. Uh, and then uh, the last one was a professional smuggler. Take plus one on going to all plus cool rolls when you are hiding something or someone. If you're hiding thing, uh, this thing or person in your ship smuggler cache, if you have one, which I do, uh, you can take a ten. So what are your stats? I have plus one presence, plus two cool, minus two smarts, and and zero bones. No bones over here. No No bones bones about it. it. No bones. bones. It's a no bones day for me. Chintzy. Yes, that's me. Why don't you tell us what you've got going on? All right, so I am playing uh, Tracy Blake, who is Rosario Dawson's character from the movie, and I'm playing the rocker character. And um, one of the things that she has is the specialty I chose. What's my name? Um, You have a completely different persona that will effectively hide you from the public eye when you are not embracing it. And I have picked a name out. (gasps) So this is your your Hannah Montana. Yes, this is my Hannah Montana. But I'm not going to tell you yet. Suspense. Yeah, and then for my rocker moves, I get three rocker moves. Spelled R A W K E R. Wait, is it and spelled that way in the book, or is that a Jinsey choice? No, it's spelled that way in the book. The rules. I chose the Rock Show, also R A W K. And the Rock Show, when you're making plans with your team, praise an ally's ability to give them plus one ongoing when executing the plan, as long as they keep succeeding. The effect ends on their first miss. And I also picked a redemption song. Is that like immigrant song? Maybe. Redemption song is when an ally receives harm, you can try to raise your team's spirits, shout out a cry of support, and roll plus one presence. Um, And then I also chose... What was the other one I chose? Ah, strange things happening every day. Read the room using presence instead of smarts, which is great because unfortunately I also don't have a lot of smarts. Let's go. But you got that that presence, don't you? My, um, My stats are... Plus two presence, plus one cool, negative one smarts, and one bones. I do have one bones. You got one and bones. Yeah, because yeah, bone. you're from you're from bones. Earth. You're you're like a new transplant from Earth, so your bones will be denser. That makes sense. That's true. That does make sense. I got them bones. Got them bones. All right, Alex. 
I'm really excited for for your character. I don't know why. All right. <laughs> so I am playing Randy Quaid's character. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of, because I'm the goofball. Uh, but Ben has dubbed me Leroy Mr. B. Brown. And I am going to be a mutant. I'm going to be a... Uh, so the specialties I get, mutation... The inherent dangers of living in space include lunar radiation. Some people are born with mutations, such as unnaturally colored skin, the growth of fur, or extra appendages. Your mutation manifests in a physical manner of your choice. Describe it to your crew and give yourself the appropriate descriptive tag. So I've given myself the tag feline because I'm a cat man. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All sci-fi needs cat people. It was kind of a little a little thing on this cuz like Leroy Brown, we all know he's the baddest man in the whole damn town. Well, for the longest time I thought he was the baddest cat in the whole damn town. <laughs> uh and we, we discovered that's because my introduction to the song was through Home Alone 3. In which the parrot sings a snippet of this song and the parrot says cat. So I just thought that was the lyric verbatim. So I made Leroy Brown a cat person. I love it. It fits. It fits. And that's that's why he sits. I also get support structure while the authority and many ignorant people look down upon mutants. They've created a strong support structure together. Whenever you are in danger, other mutants will freely give you and your friends shelter, medical help, and food. Without expecting anything in return. Oh, that's so nice. So you might say, I can get a free lunch. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm also raising from hardship. If you change your class at any point, I don't lose any of the moves from this playbook. Which Ooh, I don't think is gonna that's happen. cool. I'm going to be honest. I don't know when that would happen. Yeah. Maybe when we level up. I don't know. But... I only get to pick two mutant moves at the start. So what I have picked was natural armor. Your mutation manifests in a way that keeps you safe from physical harm, and I get plus one armor. Because I'm kind of like the... I'm My character is kind of a bodyguard type to mm. Pluto Dash. We're kind of best friends. And then my other move is inner strength. You shrug off injuries that could stop a normal person, once a session, uh, take a moment to collect yourself and roll plus bones. On 7 through 9, I heal to harm or remove a temporary injury. Or a 10 plus, I heal to harm and remove a temporary injury. And then my stats, I got plus 1 presence, negative 1 to cool, plus 1 smarts, and plus 2 to bones, making me the smartest person here. Oh, thank goodness. I was so, I was so worried about that. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys, yeah, you have a good. We got a spread. You got a presence person, a smart, a, a, a cool person, and a smart person. Kendo's cool. I am. Jensi's got presence, mm -hmm. and I got bones and smarts. Jensi's got a few bones. I've got a bones. Alex is a real boner. Benjamin, no, don't even. <laughs> but that's that's the basics of Moonpunk. We'll get to more of it later. There are ways to level up, and there's some fun things we'll do at the end of uh, sessions and whatnot. But uh, that's really all you need to know for now. So again, Moonpunk is made by Wannabe Games. 
Um, and they have another game, uh, The Means of Magic, which is about the aftermath of the magic industrial revolution and megacorps vying for control of the economy by extracting mass amounts of magic from the earth, which is slowly killing the planet. I just got my hardcover copy of that, and it is beautiful. And I came this close to using that instead. I was like, we'll just make it a magic thing. But nah, I thought Moonpunk was better. This series is going to have music by No More Kings, which is Pete Mitchell and Neil Robbins. Heck Pete yeah. Mitchell was Yeah, Pete Mitchell was on our remake of Empire Records, and I think the music is going to fit perfectly with this. We've also got a Patreon and a Discord. Patreon has bonus content, and the Discord has bonus people. <laughs> And you can be one of those bonus people. Once again, also, Kendo. Kendo is the GM for Tales Yet Told, an excellent podcast. And as you heard earlier, it's got a lot of cool stuff coming up, and we recommend it. I, I know that you're actually holding back a little bit. I know that there's other stuff you've got. Is there other uh, Let's see. There's prayers in the static. Uh, I thought, no, aren't, you, aren't you on something coming up? I don't know. Oh, I you had uh, Star, Destray- Star Destroys is Prayers on the Static. I should. Okay. Uh, oh, I so- thought maybe. I thought maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I can actually clear it up because Star Destroys is our first long form uh, series in Prayers in the Static. Uh, okay, so awesome. We- yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are playing uh, Stars Without Number. Um, uh, Ibrahim is uh, is GMing it. He's doing a absolutely amazing job. Um, and who else is in it? It's, uh, it's me, it's Scary Dog Friend, it's, uh, Stray Nerd Boy, it's Chipped Canine, it's All Black Onigiri. I don't remember what Jalen's name is on Twitter. They have, like, a few different names. Uh, but, uh, it's, like, it's a really great group. It's a really great crew of people. Um, our characters are, are, are that, that really fun, dramatic, uh, sci-fi characters. I'm playing, uh, Captain Hassium Calcium. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, who is kind of the worst. No, actually, no. I'm a defender. I'm a, I'm a stan of my own character. I will defend Hassim Calcium to my dying breath. Is he rich? Yes. Is he a capitalist? Yes. Is he maybe a little naive and maybe a little full of himself? Yes. But he's a good guy. Deserving of love, perhaps. He's good. He's a, I believe that most people are deserving of love, and I would say Hassium, who has never been shown love in his life, is deserving of at least a little love. What's that? Aww. What's that one character's name that has like magnificent or magnificence? In goddamn name? magnificent. Yeah. 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 yeah, a, yeah. A, ni- a non-binary person named Goddamn Magnificent yeah. made me think of like. <laughs> you Jesse have to say the whole name. You can't just say Goddamn. <laughs> That's amazing. You can't yeah. just say Magnificent. It's either GM or Goddamn Magnificent. Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our characters butt heads a lot. Oh. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but yeah, no, Star Destroy is coming out. I guess it, it, by the time you're listening to this, it's already out. So go watch it. Uh, either the VOD on twitch.tv forward slash nameless domain or go to the nameless domain YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll save all the really juicy stuff for episode one of The Adventures of Pluto Nash and we'll see you then. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We're super excited to start this series. Woo! Yeah! What kind of juice do you think they put on the moon? Moon juice? Moon juice. Moon juice. Is that like milk with an N? What? Because it's moo mo- juice. <laughs> but, mo- but moon? Is it blue? This is the energy I intend to bring to this series. <laughs> is, I, I love it. I love for it. For God's sake, say bye kisses. <laughs>
everyone else has to say bye first. Yeah, it's true. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye, kisses. Oh, yeah. It's a critical hit. This is a critical hit. My main man, a double-grade.